Hey friends, it's Jana and Ashley. Welcome back to Season 2 of the Geek Girls Universe Podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, welcome back to the Weekly Bugle. WandaVision Episode 3 is finally here and we cannot wait to get into it because we saw this one, gosh, it feels like forever ago, but it was before the actual premiere of the series and we have been dying to talk about it with you. So this is your spoiler warning because there's a lot to unpack from the Now in Color episode. And if you're new here or haven't already, we would love if you left us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geek here, right? So let's get started. WandaVision, Now in Color, lots of things happening. The last 10 minutes especially were probably what MCU fans that have been going what the heck is going on in the show? Like, when is it going to feel marvelly? That last ten minutes, it was marvelly. It was about <laughs> as marvelly as it. I mean, well, not as marvelly as it can get, but for sure, it was marvelly. Yeah, because we, we saw this back when we were doing our screeners. What, like three weeks ago now? Four weeks ago? Yeah. I don't know. It feels like an eternity because right. that's how long we've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And whew, yes. Oh my goodness. I mean, where do we start with unpacking? <laughs> um, I mean, so to recap briefly, episode three, Wanda's very pregnant. <laughs> it's in color, Brady Bunch style. Uh, Vision is like, oh, you're like very pregnant. It's only been six hours. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, the doctor comes. There's a lot of random comedy about getting ready for the baby. And then, yep, the fruit hiding the belly. It was all sorts of craziness going on in the episode. And there's definitely layers, which we're going to talk about. And then it ends with Monica getting booted, like kicked TF out (laughs) of Westview. And she lands in the grass and cut to black, you know. It's that done. And you're just left sitting there thing. going, oh, oh, what is going to happen now? Right. And you're like, oh, my gosh, where's number four? Like, why do I have to wait another week? Oh. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it was funny because I had watched, well, obviously, we've watched one and two a million times, but my sister had started number three the other night and didn't finish it, but my nephew finished it. And so he was giving us his little play-by-play when Erica and I were watching it the other night. and he. He was telling us all the things that were happening, and he called the stork a penguin or a, a pelican, which I thought was really funny. But when we got to that last scene when Geraldine slash Monica is getting ready to get booted out, he was saying, "Oh, Vision's going to come in, and he's going to see that Geraldine's gone, and that Wanda Wanda threw her or something like that." And he he was like, "Well, but she's lying to Vision," and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, she's you know telling him something different." He said that. She got kicked out to the bad place. Like he sent her to a bad place. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting terminology that you described the outside of the bubble as the bad place. And that she got sent through a portal. And I was just like, that's really kind of interestingly perceptive from a seven-year-old just because he knows nothing about, like he's a Spider-Man guy and that's all he knows about for, you know, comic type things. And I thought that was a really interesting perspective that he considered outside the bubble the bad place from the little bit that he's watched yeah I mean there's definitely a tonal 
difference, right? Because inside the bubble, it's very idyllic, brightly colored, peaceful and serene. And outside, it was very dark. And I mean, you got to think when Monica was booted out inside the bubble, it was daytime. Outside the bubble, it looked like it was nighttime. Oh, for sure. And it was foreboding. Definitely. Yeah. And the military presence and... Uh They come the right at her. They're carrying yeah. guns. And yeah, the it's town definitely- is blocked off clearly like a military operation. It's, I can see why he said that's the bad place. I mean, it looked yeah. like it. <laughs> Since we're kind of talking about the end, I would love to talk about Monica in general and this episode specifically. Yes. So she's in her Geraldine role and she's you know she's like oh that outfit's foxy and she's talking about this job that she got and she's so excited and it's not until the twins are born wanda makes a comment that she had a brother a twin Mm -hmm. she names him and then she begins to sing a sokovian lullaby and Mm -hmm. monica geraldine like to me it really seemed like she woke up And that she kind of came out of a dazed state and was just like, wait, he was killed by Ultron. Like her voice changed, her countenance changed. And when she said that, Wanda completely dropped the sitcom stick. And she was that fierce, you took everything from me, Wanda, from Endgame. It's like she dropped the sitcom accent and she was talking more like what we're used to hearing her speak as just that subtle shift in her head. So what do you think? Do you think that Monica knew about Wanda coming in or was she like everybody else in town and was like, is just under some sort of spell? So I'm honestly not sure if it was a spell or she knew it coming in, though my gut feeling is that she definitely knew it coming in. Whether or not the group that sent her in is the group that is controlling her memories or it's the town and or Mephisto or whoever is controlling the memories within the boundary. She clearly had those memories already. And I think that that Sokovian lullaby is actually what triggered that moment of lucidity where she, you know, remembered the the reality that she's in versus whatever she's supposed to be remembering inside that bubble. Because it wasn't until she heard that lullaby that she kind of was triggered and was like, oh, wait, wait a second. We were just talking about twins. Oh, Pietro. Yeah, I I remember him. I know the story of Pietro and Ultron killed him. At which point Wanda is like, whoa, hold up. I'm sorry. What did you just say to me? (laughs) How do you know about Ultron? Like what? Why are you, you know, why are you here and talking to me about this? So I, I do think that she had those memories coming in. I just don't know if, I really don't know if it's that external force that's altered her memories or if it's an in the bubble that's altering them. Right. I feel like I'm kind of on the same page. I think, I think that was her helicopter, the toy that Wanda found in episode two. I think that's how she got in. I think it going in, she, she was trying to get in because she works with sword and she knew going in what she was trying to accomplish. And then whether it's Wanda's doing or a combination of Wanda and I'm going to say Mephesto's doing with altering the reality inside the bubble, 
that that's what caused her to kind of forget about it in the, you know, in the meantime. And clearly the townspeople know something's wrong with her because Agnes and Herb are talking about her, whispering about her before Vision, before they actually tell Vision. So I couldn't catch it necessarily first watch through, but I put on closed captioning the second time and that picked up what they were whispering and they're whispering about the fact. So they knew Wanda was pregnant, which is interesting because Mm -hmm. Wanda didn't go outside. Right. And Vision was very like, let's not tell anybody when he was talking to the doctor. So how did Agnes and Herb know? So they knew. So they were talking about the pregnancy. They were talking about Wanda and they were talking about Geraldine and that something was wrong. It's just, it was interesting to me. This is why I think that Wanda didn't think anything was wrong with her until this moment because she seemed confused too. Like, what did you say? But if she knew she was new, right, and had just erased her memories, it wouldn't have shocked her as much, I don't think, that Geraldine just showed up. Like, she never seemed confused as to why Geraldine was in the picture to begin with. Whereas Agnes clearly was like, this this ain't right. So I don't know. Like, that's why I feel like there's got to be somebody else, whether it's Mephesto, whether it's AIM, whether it's S.W.O.R.D. doing bad things, too. Like, somebody else is also manipulating things within I, this I almost reality. feel like two people or groups of people manipulating the reality. For sure, right. Mephesto is doing something. But I almost feel like there could still be another external force. Like possibly, you know, sword or aim or whoever the outside is. While I do think that Geraldine was sent there or she took it upon herself to go there, we know that she knows Darcy and Wu. There's the picture of them working together, standing together. And we know that Darcy's a scientist from Thor days. Wu is FBI. So it stands to reason that they are all working together in some fashion. Definitely. And I think next week it's going to start with S.W.O.R.D. on the outside. Yes, I agree. And I think maybe then we'll get an answer to how much Monica knew when Mm -hmm. she was in there. Because if she seems like she was confused about any amount of time in there, like at all, then we know like clearly something was something or someone was altering her memories. Right. Yeah, but this show, I swear, it's a so it's a psychological thriller. It really is. In a very unique wrapping, right? Because it's a sitcom feel. But man, that that the intensity of that last 10 minutes, it was heavy. Right? Heavy. Because the first two were so, I mean, I since I shouldn't say so funny. They were funny and they were really light, minus that one scene where Arthur's choking. But like they were in general very light and funny. <laughs> That whole moment of a little dark, but the rest of those two episodes really were quite light and funny. But you get to this episode and it's all like, la la la, until that last like 10 minutes and it goes from like a nine on the light scale to like a negative four and you're just like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. The the intense like glitchy moments in the first two episodes didn't last nearly as long Mm -mm. as this one. And it was just like, oh, man. And it it was, oh, but it was so good. And so for, you know, we kind of told you all last week, like, hang in there, episode three. Like, it'll make, it'll pick up. We promise. So we promised and we delivered. Like, episode three picks it up. Uh, Paul Bettany has tweeted that episode four is going to be even crazier. And I can't wait. I can't wait. 
No, so I, I'm so excited. Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm like basically sitting in my chair at the TV waiting. I'm like, come on, four, drop. <laughs> drop it now. <laughs> we got, we got done watching three and my sister's like, Hey, do you want to watch all three in a row again? <laughs> I was like, oh sure. So it's the 80s this coming week. Yes. Which, uh, I mean, technically, didn't Full House start in the late 80s and then went into the 90s? Yes. Yeah. So, so I don't think this is going to be the Full House episode. Do you? Or do you think that they're going to go that route? You know, and if not, like, what do you think it's going to be? Like, so I was trying to think. I almost feel like it might be Full House and then the next one is going to be like Roseanne, the Connors kind of stuff. Because aren't there, isn't that one of the ones that we've seen previews of too? Oh, I didn't think they were going with that one. I know that they said Full House. They said uh, The Office, Modern Family, which are going to be like obviously the the ending. But The Office was kind of, what, late 90s? I watched too much TV, so I'm like, when yeah, did I watch like, that? It wasn't a repeat. Maybe. <laughs> I don't remember specifically all the shows that they named, but I remember seeing clips of some and there was – one that they kind of talked about as being very like Roseanne, the Connors, like with the the plaid and the suspenders and her red curly hair. That was different than the one that was from the Full House. True. I was so I literally just googled eighty <laughs> sitcoms: uh, Perfect Strangers, Family Ties, The Cosby Show, Alf, which would be interesting because he's an alien, right? Oh my gosh, I would if love I to do Alf. That would be so funny. Cheers. Cheers is on the list. That would I be love funny. It. So I'm, and I'm like, I'm trying to figure out is the Halloween episode going to be in the 80s or the 90s? Oh, I don't know. Or maybe that's one of the more modern ones. They're just wearing cheesy 80s outfits. <laughs> I don't know. So that just reminded me with saying the office. Did you catch when Vision looked directly into the camera? Yes. Did it weird you out? A little bit. Because it, I was like, was that his Jim Halpert moment or was that him going, <laughs> help me, it was, something's not right. It was bizarre for sure. It was, I didn't catch it the first time I watched it, but the second time, you know, because it's seriously like blinking, you miss like half the things going on. Yeah. So I must have blinked the first time, but the second time I was like, wait, that was weird. Like that gives me a weird vibe. Getting, getting some weird stuff happening in Westview. I mean, all of Westview is a little weird, to be honest. This show is like I said on Twitter, it's like Hydra. It's like you, they answer one question. So you cut off that head and like 10 more grow in its place. Right. <laughs> now, like, oh, I figured something out. And I still don't know what's going on. Perfect. Speaking of Hydra, that commercial. Yeah. So <laughs> the Hydra soak. <laughs> Which, I'm, I mean, listen, I initially, like when I watched it, yes, I know it's Hydra. I know it's supposed to have a deeper meaning. At some point, we will find out for sure what it meant. I, the first time I watched it, I was like, ha ha, it's like a Calgon take me away spoof. <laughs> Not going to lie. That's what it made me think of initially. But yes, I was like, is it an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of reference? Tahiti, brainwashing, you know, like, I don't know. Or Age of Ultron. See, I went with yeah. Age of Ultron, but I feel like just like the other commercials, there's multiple layers. So surface level, it could very much be the Calgon take me away. And then the next level, it could be the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra has soap that they're using to brainwash people per Coulson. And then the next level is she 
warp the Avengers' minds in Age of Ultron. And in that commercial, this woman's mind is being warped. I mean, not doesn't look like it's nefarious, but it is Hydra, so it probably is. But again, like it's not her actual reality. She's not actually chilling somewhere on a beach and a spa. She's at home in her bathtub with her kids probably like sticking their hands underneath the door trying to get in, right? Isn't that nice though to actually like be on a beach somewhere? (laughs) Oh, I know. Side note, my son was listening to like Disney Cruise Line sail away songs and then they played the horn and I like didn't realize how emotional I was going to get listening to it. And I was like, I miss cruising and traveling and fun things. But anyways, (laughs) a tangent back to the story. It's all those things. Yes. And speaking of traveling, all of the Guardians, minus Zoe Saldana, are in Australia for Thor Love and Thunder. Yay! I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Just more Taika, more Thor, more Rocket and Thor. I love their their back and forth (laughs) with each other. Also, I'm I'm excited to see the training montage to get him back into godly shape. I feel like Nebula would be the one that would just like be really mean to him. Her and Rocket. Like, get off the couch. Stop eating cheese whiz. Do some crunches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We saw Simu tweet something about Shang-Chi. We should see a trailer soon. Super Bowl, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, I was so I've just saw that a bunch of companies are not doing Super Bowl ads this year. And I wonder I feel like Disney would have said something. I I think it's gonna be with Black Widow. Now, whether that means Disney Plus Premier Access Black Widow or delayed again Black Widow in theaters. Ugh, I delayed again. I, Poor Black Widow. I mean, I get that they want I, it in the theaters, but honestly at this point. Just give me black. Yeah, I feel like I mean, I was very adamant that I wanted it in theaters, but that was when I thought theaters would open up before like 2047. (laughs) Don't say that. (laughs) I mean, I'm half joking. No, I mean, but you know what I mean? Like, it just it seems like it's never going to happen. Oh, I know. I so I'm kind of having to force myself right to come around to the premiere access option. Although, if they do the double thing like Warner Brothers is doing, the theatrical plus the premiere access, and I can rent out an AMC for like 100 bucks, people that I trust, totally. I will do it to see Black Widow in theaters. I would do it. Are you listening, Marvel? I will do it. (laughs) I wish we had an AMC near us. I'm tired of waiting, so I guess they finally got me. Yeah, right? (laughs) Like, like at some point, you just give in. You're like, whatever. (laughs) Right. Like, I know that wasn't their plan. However, here we are. <laughs> you wore me down, Marvel. You wore me down. I just, I, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. At least, I mean, okay, let's, let's look at the bright side. Everything's fine. Let's look at the bright side. The nice thing about Premiere Access is you have the film for as long as you have Disney Plus. And that means... Unlike normal, when we go screen a movie early, we can only see it once until it hits theaters officially. We True. can literally watch it as many times as we want. Pause it at every like five seconds to be like, what's that in the corner? Oh so true. <laughs> so so true. I guess I can it's not as bad as it could be. I mean, I, that's the benefit 
for those yeah. of us who want to like deep dive, it's easier. True. We'll see. I mean, maybe, like I said, maybe they'll do the hybrid version where they do a theatrical and a, and a premiere access release. And we'll see what happens. So a movie that is doing that, as are all the Warner Brother movies this year, Godzilla yeah. vs. Kong. That trailer dropped this weekend. Did you have a chance to watch it? Oh, Godzilla versus Kong. No, didn't really watch it. I mean, like I saw it kind of in passing, but I didn't like watch it intentionally, if that makes sense. But Not- your man's in it. It's true. It's true. So I, I'm surprised I, you didn't watch it just, I, just for that. <laughs> I do really like Alexander Skarsgård. That movie in general doesn't really excite me. I'm not a huge Godzilla or King Kong fan. I don't know why. Neither That's of fair. those movies, neither of those franchises are like my jam. You know, I'm the same way. It's just my nephew is obsessed, obsessed with it. So if you ever have any questions, he could answer all of them, I'm sure. At nauseum. <laughs> well, that in mind. Yeah, it's just they're just not my thing. But truthfully, as much as I like Alexander Skarsgård, and there are plenty of other actors and actresses that I do like, if it's a movie that I am just not even remotely interested in, you can't even woo me with that. So I, I feel you because I don't know which one it was, but Tom Hiddleston was in one of these movies, right? Oh, yeah. Wasn't he on like Skull? It was like Kong Skull yeah, Island or something. I so I didn't that. see it. And I adore him. Like adore. Yeah, he, Tom he was, it was. It was the Skull Island one because Karen um, Gillen was in it too. Didn't watch it. And I love him. So, but I did watch the trailer just because, you know, my, like I said, my nephew was like flipping out about it. So I was like, I'll watch it. Everybody's talking about it on Twitter. Let me see what the big deal is. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay. All right, I get it. Monsterverse idea. But yes. it also looked like the entire movie was shown in the trailer, which <laughs> we know, like, DC is, like, <laughs> bad about that, right? Like, the whole movie's in the trailer. So for me, I was like, is this the whole movie <laughs> again? So I'm not going to lie. When I saw, like, the poster not even the whole poster, but like the YouTube sized ad for it. Like that's right. Ad just the still image. I thought, Oh, I see the entire thing in an image, not even. A trailer. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look closely. I don't think at the images, take, take but the trailer, take a look and you're going to be like, Oh, I, I see the whole movie right here. Cool. Okay. The trailer, the trailer ends with like Kong, using some sort of weapon to deflect back onto Godzilla, whatever that power is Godzilla has. And I was like, so is that the end then? Did Kong kill him? Because, <laughs> I mean, if Godzilla, to my knowledge, is pretty much, un- you know, indestructible, like, then his own power would be the only thing that could kill him. And it literally looks like Kong is doing that. This is that the end? That's why I was like, this is the whole movie. Kong wins. So like, why are, he used the why are we paying to watch this? And so he used the old, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you throw at me bounces. I'll off. stick it Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's essentially what happened. Like, maybe I'm wrong. Again, like, I really should probably just ask my nephew, but I'm going to ask our audience too. Like, oh, what's happening? I need a Kong uh, Godzilla expert. To weigh in on this, because it's not me, clearly. 
or Jana. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I'm like, what is no, happening? Not an expert at all. But people were excited about the trailer. So I'm like, are they just excited to watch? Is it just like one of those movies where it doesn't matter if it's ridiculous because it's going to be like action heavy? So you don't even care that they showed the whole movie I in the trailer? There are a lot of people that do just like that kind of thing. And I will say that I did like the original King Kong and Godzilla movies, like the old black and white ones, just because I thought they were interesting and well done for what they were, you know, like 60 years ago or whatever. So your cinephile like nerd self came out and you were like, oh, yes. I like it. Like I thought those were kind of cool. Like they did a lot with special effects that didn't exist really back then. But beyond that, from that concept, I'm I'm out. Like I have no love other than like, oh, that was kind of cool what they did back then. I got nothing. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I got nothing. Like I said, I'm curious. Diehard fans, yeah. what do you think? The other like big thing that people are talking about is tonight season two of Snowpiercer starts on TNT. I have not watched season one yet, but I plan on it after I finish his dark materials because yes, I'm behind before anybody gives me grief for whatever reason. I did not watch it when it came out, but I'm on season two now. It's brilliant, but I want to watch Snowpiercer. It looks super interesting. And I won't lie. My initial, of course, interest in it was because David Diggs is the star. (laughs) And I like am a stan of his. So that's what attracted me to it in the first place. But then I read the synopsis. I I watched some trailers and I'm actually intrigued. Have you seen it yet? Um, Have you? I have not. I actually just got a DVD, Blu-ray, some from a PR company. I have watched his dark materials though, because hi, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Well, I know that's, and the books are great. So I said on Twitter that I I was coming into that new because I hadn't read the books or seen the original movie Mm -hmm. version and I hadn't, but I have since bought the books and I'm on book. I'm still in book one, but I'm almost done with it. So, but I'm on season two of his dark materials and I love it. There's also a lot of game of Thrones alumni in it as well. Yes. And good omens, which is another one of my favorite. Yes. Serious runs. Lord Boreal in his dark materials plays a demon. Haha. <laughs> plays a demon in good omens. My husband was just saying last night, he does a really good job of switching between I'm charming to like I'm deadly. And I was like, Yeah, he does. He has a really good she's yeah. really good at that. Yeah. But anyways, I'm excited for Snowpiercer because I read like what it's about. The whole thing is seven years after the world has become a frozen wasteland. The remnants of humanity inhabit a perpetually moving train that circles the globe where there's class warfare, social injustice, and politics of survival. And like I said, Davy Diggs is the star, Jennifer Conley as well. And then season two has Sean Bean. So he'll probably be the villain, right? Because I've never just, seen you know. him as anything but a bad guy. I mean, come on. Eddard Stark, he was he wasn't a bad guy okay, then. He just was a little stupid by thinking everybody else was going to have <laughs> honor and stuff. <laughs> okay, naive. But he usually plays a bad guy. Okay, naive is a better word than stupid. I was like, he's stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> You're so nice. He's naive, yes. But yeah, he generally plays a bad guy. So I feel like he's just going to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yep. He's a good bad guy. He makes you hate him, which is good. I guess. He does. he does do a good job at making you hate him. It's a good bad guy uh, quality to have, for sure. I mean, he's, yeah, he's been a, the bad guy in a lot of things. I wonder how many episodes I can get in this afternoon before the season two launches. 
Well, I still have to finish his Dark Materials, and then I'm going to binge it myself. Nice. So don't spoil it for I me. Won't. Don't text me. Anything. I won't. I'm going to text you a threat of non-context spoilers. <laughs> uh, Ran- just random pictures. <laughs> You're going to be like, what? <laughs> I'd be so mad, too. I'm going to do it on Twitter. I'm just going to tag you and be like, uh, non-context spoiler. <laughs> like, here's a whatever. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be like a bird. I'll probably get, it'll probably be spoiled anyway because, you know, I'll be on Twitter and, like, innocently click on a hashtag and people are like, oh, there's yeah. a spoiler. So. You know, the internet and all. I'll make a but... Bernie meme with a non-contact spoiler. Bernie sitting next Dead. to you, X, and Dead. I'm going to text it to you. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> oh, Bernie. Thank you for uniting us with your memes. Oh, my goodness. I appreciate it. So good. So good. <laughs> all right. Well, friends, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. Join us next week as we share all the breaking and exciting fandom news. And as always, if you see anything you want to share with us, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine and Matt Ashley Aaron. Until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more geeky goodness.